Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 75. So this week, I'm going to do another solo episode. It is March 22nd when I am recording this, and I'm getting ready to hit the road on May 1st. So I just want to talk a little bit about all the things that I'm getting ready to do or that I'm in the middle of doing to get ready to head out again for six months traveling on the road. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, though, is I don't, I've kind of alluded to this up to this point, but I haven't specifically said it, that um, I've accepted a, a job this summer. I'm going to be working as a campground host up on Mount Hood near Portland, Oregon. And if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know that I have worked as a volunteer campground host for Oregon State Parks, but this is going to be the first time that I've actually accepted a job that is a paying job. It's at a forest service campground and I will share some more information about that later. I guess I just don't want to jinx anything until I am actually up there. Actually, one of the things that I had to do today was go get a drug test. So I am certain that that will turn out fine. So anyway, there's a lot of things that go into getting ready to hit the road. And I just wanted to ha take an episode to kind of go through some of the things that I have on my checkoff list to take care of. I've got basically three buckets, getting the RV ready, getting the house ready, and getting ready for the job. I guess maybe I could add getting Tucker ready, but um, that goes along with, I think for me, getting the RV ready. So we've had quite a winter here in Portland, Oregon. We've had more snow here than I think we've had in years. And I had my RV covered as I normally do in the winter. But last year when I came off the road, I, you might remember that I came home with a broken foot. And so some of the things that I would have normally done to prepare my RV for winterization, I just didn't do because I was kind of laid up. So I drained my water systems, I put some antifreeze down, and I covered the RV. That's about all I did. Just wanted to make sure that my pipes weren't going to freeze. But I didn't do any of like the deep cleaning and any of that kind of stuff that I would normally do at the end of the season. So... Uh, a couple days ago, I uncovered the RV and I got in there and did some cleaning. I vacuumed, I scrubbed everything down. I pulled all the bedding out to get all that washed. And um, I haven't washed the windows or anything yet, but I will get around to doing that. Uh, the other thing that I did was uh, I mentioned I drained the water and I winterized the water system, which is very important in my climate. Uh, depending on where you live, you may or may not need to winterize your water system, but here I did. And um, I only pour the antifreeze down the drain traps. I don't add it to my freshwater system, although I know some people do that. 
Um, so what I did was I filled the water up. Now I will go through a process before I actually hit the road where I sanitize my water systems, but this today wasn't about doing that. I did that just basically to test and make sure there were no leaks from over the season. And what I did, I had to get a new anode for my water heater. Uh, every year I seem to need to replace that. Uh, water heaters have this anode in it and you should definitely check that yearly because it can get kind of um, degraded, I guess is the word. It kind of looks like it's disintegrating. And so I replaced that and then I ran my water through all of my faucets. So the hot, the cold, the kitchen, and the bathroom and the outdoor shower to get water in all of the lines um, and also to make sure that the water tank, the hot water heater was full. After my hot water heater was full of water, I then went and turned on my propane and switched on the propane heater for the hot water to make sure that that worked. And I say that because it's just very important to make sure you have water in your hot water heater before you turn on that heat or you can uh, burn up your elements. So, um, so the hot water worked fine. Next, I went to check my stove and my stove knobs turned out that they were, they would move. I think Maybe they got rusted. I, I, I've been soaking them in a bit of WD-40. Gonna try to get those moving, but I wasn't able to get that fixed yet. But I'll have to do a little maintenance on my stove. Um, the other thing I did, of course, was check my refrigerator. And I plugged that in. It was my RV. I keep it plugged in over the winter. Uh, because I have, sometimes I'll turn a heater on in there if it's going to get really cold at night and that kind of stuff. But, um, so I turned my refrigerator on, I checked it. My, I have a three-way fridge. It runs on propane, uh, shore electric, and it will run on battery, but it will drain the battery really fast, my house battery. So I checked the refrigerator just to make sure it was working on both the propane and on uh, the shore electric and it was working fine. Um, and next thing I did was I turned on all the fans. I have two fans in my van. I have a fantastic fan and then I just have a little vent fan in the kitchen. Uh, those both work, so everything is fine there. Um, the other thing that I did was look for any leaks. Now I did not climb on top of my van to check my rooftop yet. Um, and that's primarily because I am still recovering and I didn't want to climb up all on there. Um, I'm actually going to have um, somebody look at that for me because I'm not feeling quite confident about climbing up around on my roof right now as my foot is still healing a bit. So after I went through and I checked all those systems and everything, uh, the other thing I want to do is make sure the engine work, of course. So I turned it on, I drove it around, and um, I just have to say it felt really great just to be driving the RV. I haven't driven it since October, 
And it just felt really nice to drive around the neighborhood. It was a sunny day and I just kind of zipped around the neighborhood, got on the highway to make sure everything worked fine. And it was, it was going great. So um, today I dropped the my RV squeaky off at an RV repair place. So I'm having them look at a few things. One of them is um, having them look at my generator. So the place that I'm going to be working this summer does not have shore power. So that's going to be a new one for me to be kind of sitting in one place for a long time with no shore power. And I have a generator, so I should be fine. And I also bought an auxiliary jackery uh, this this winter during one of the sales. So I have a thousand watt jackery battery. The jackery is charged. It, it's solar charged. It can be charged when it's plugged into AC power. And then I can also charge it if I'm driving plugged into a, like a cigarette lighter type of thing. So I have that, but I also have a generator in my RV and it's important that you service your generator every year. And I haven't serviced mine in two years. So I dropped the RV off to have them do like a tune up and change the oil in the generator. I'm also having them give me an estimate on installing another fan. I have, as I mentioned, the one fantastic fan and then just a vent fan. I'm thinking about upgrading to maybe like another fantastic fan or a max air fan, but um, I just want to get an estimate on what that would cost. And then I'm also having them replace a vent that is in the bathroom, which I've got a little leak in my bathroom and I'm pretty sure that that vent is the cause of it. And then finally, I'm having them, one of my uh, windows is kind of stuck and it hasn't opened in since I've owned the van. And since I'm going to be sitting in one place for a long time and I'm probably going to want to have some breeze coming in, I'm going to ask them if they could kind of get that window open. So, oh, and also the other thing I'm doing, which uh, we've talked about before whenever I've had RV technicians on is to have a test of my propane systems to make sure that there's no propane leaks. So those are all the things that I'm having the RV service center look at. And I go to a small independent um, RV place. Uh, I don't go to any of the uh, deal or anything. Well, my RV is like 20 years old and the place that I bring my RV, they're really good with the older vehicles, so I feel pretty good bringing it there. So they'll have that for a few days, and then I'll be getting it back, and then I'll start taking some of my short trips to just, you know, make sure everything is working good. Definitely, since I know I'm going to be basically off-grid all summer, I will have I believe I'll have water, but I won't have any power hookups. So I want to make sure that my batteries are still holding their charge really well, my house batteries and that kind of stuff. So I'll do a couple of local trips overnight uh, once I get that back. So that's kind of what's been going on with the RV, uh, the things that I needed to do to get that ready. So the other thing uh, that I do when I am traveling, one of the ways that I bring in some extra income is I rent out my house. I own my house in Portland, Oregon, 
and I rent it out when I am traveling. So last year when I got back, um, the, my, it was kind of perfect timing. My other tenants were just moving out, but with a broken foot, there wasn't, you know, there was a little maintenance things here and there that I had noticed that started to creep up and I didn't get to them again because I was in this big boot and whatnot. So, um, I do list my house for rent on both Airbnb and another platform called Furnish Finder. And I'm still looking for a tenant, but I actually, as we are uh, recording right now, I'm having a conversation with somebody. I think it's right about the time of time right now, mid-March is when I would be securing a tenant to start on March 1st, or excuse me, May 1st. And I like to get somebody in here for at least three months at a time. I prefer the Furnish Finder because they do more long-term versus Airbnb where I might get an inquiry that's like only a month long. So I've got a like a little checklist here of things that I need to get taken care of in the house. I've got, uh, I had some floors installed a couple years back and I've got a crack in one of the boards that I want to get repaired and I'm I can't track down the person, the contractor who put the floor in. You know, it was one of these people, a friend of a friend. They did it on a cash basis. So I'm trying to figure out, find that person. But to get that board repaired, I've got to refinish my kitchen table. Looks like my tenants from last year kind of let the finish get really worn off. I'm not sure what they were doing in there, but I got to get that taken care of. Um, I hire somebody to take care of all the landscaping when I am gone. And I was really unhappy with the people that did my yard last year. So I'm looking for a new person actually may have just found somebody who's friends with my next door neighbor. So that could work out really great, uh, if that works out. And then I've got to start pulling all of my personal affects out. I have, you know, I moved back in. I've got my books on my bookshelves and I've got, um, you know, things around that I want to remove to get it ready for a tenant. And then, and of course, I got to clean my basement. My basement is kind of where I, I throw all my stuff and uh, especially coming off the road, I threw a lot of the things from the RV down there and uh, need to go through now and really get that cleaned up. And I will hire cleaners to do a really thorough cleaning of my house before tenants move in. But uh, need to need to get my stuff out of here and all that. So that's that's more of a slower process getting that ready. Uh, because again, that will be May 1st, potentially when I have tenants move in. And then finally, just kind of getting ready for this new job. I'm going to be working on a mountain from May 1st through October 1st. So that's many seasons up there. And I have to assess like what my clothing is, uh, what I what I might need to get new of. I know I'm going to need some new shoes to have something really sturdy for my foot, which is still healing. Um, I'm getting... Um, I had, like I mentioned, I had to get some drug, drug testing done. That was a requirement of, of my employer. And, um, and then just finally, like, you know, the finishing touches, getting some things done in the van. So I talked about sort of the maintenance stuff, but I'm going to be doing a little more. Um, I want to get some new curtains in there. 
I'm trying to figure out what I want to cover my bed with. I had an old quilt in there that I think I might replace. Just some stuff like that. So the little homey touches. Um, I, I haven't, you know, I don't spend like a ton of time inside my van. So um, I, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time making it really homey, but it's the original curtains. I think that came with the van and I just want to have something a little nicer. So again, um, not, I'm not the kind of not handy in that kind of way. So I'll probably try to find somebody that maybe I can hire or barter with to take care of that for me. So those are some of the things that I've been doing to get ready for my year of travel, which is looking different than previous years of travel, because I will be sitting still a lot, like in one place for the entire season. And, um, I, I do have to say, I'm super excited about it. It's a beautiful location. It's on a lake and I will have the opportunity to swim and paddleboard and kayak and hike and ride my bicycle. And it's not too, too far away from Portland. So I'll be able to come back to town and see my friends here on my days off and explore around this area, which is, like I said, such a perfect place. So many people love to come to Oregon anyway. Um, I feel so privileged that this is my home and where I get to live. So, so that's it. Those are all the things that I have that I'm working on this, the next few weeks before I hit the road to get ready to travel and I'd love to hear it from hear from you if you know if there's something on on my list that you don't do or if there is something on your list that I don't have I just be curious the kinds of things and uh and again those of you who are traveling full time of course you don't have this kind of transition time but those of us who hit the road for for six three or six months at a time we have this or even if you're going to hit the road just for a weekend or a week here and there uh, we have these kind of checklists that we need to take care of before we can feel confident and comfortable and safe about traveling. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, We'll see you out there on the road.